And this is the Podcast Trivia Blacklist Podcast for this week's episode, Robert Vesco, number nine. I am Brian, joined by Dave, and we're back into the single digits. Yeah, this was, uh, I was not expecting a single digit. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Um, hey, once you learn about him, you you get why. Uh, I mean, he was, this Robert Vesco, played by Stacey Keach, was the... I love Stacey Keach. He does yeah. not do enough. Yeah, and uh, I'm glad we left him out there, just to jump to the end. Yeah. Uh, I, I, the episode was one of the most fun yeah episodes we've had in a long time well we love um, a heist and we've been getting a, a few of these heist montages this season it seems like we've had gosh three or four I, that i can think yeah. of so it's the uh the common thread but having this guy as being uh basically raymond's mentor and it's going to be this red's mentor not prior yeah. red since this red obviously uh uh, has is some affection yet at the same time vengeance for the guy. Yeah. It, other than really one scene, this whole episode kind of stands alone. Uh, for the most part, yeah. There was other than um, the Aram Navabi stuff, it pretty much stands alone. So no, there's there's one. He's gonna he's gonna be back because they never explained why he was in Nova Scotia. And there was a there was the whole I know why you were there comment. Yeah. Um, so he'll be they will maybe not this season, but they will he will show back up later. Um well it's interesting, yeah, getting the single digits in there and we'll um just disclosure. I mean, we had two episodes tonight, we're gonna do them separately. Um, so we'll try not to lean into the the second episode. Um I will say this much though, they don't really other than yeah. A little this, bit. Uh, they they don't really yeah, this, tie together like the last time we had two episodes on one night where they kind yeah. of felt like a part one and part two. This one kind of stands this alone. It's really a timing thing due to um, other things going on with what we have, like March Madness going on. So they're kind of shuffling a lot of things. Yeah, I did the math on it. If uh, I expect at least one more of these where we have two episodes in one night. Otherwise, if they did one per week, uh, the series would end on March 24th. Or I'm sorry. May May 24th and uh, that puts us into Labor Day weekend and that's pushing it for that's going late into the season so I'm expecting at least one more two part or two episode Friday um, before this is over but I don't expect we'll have any more weeks off leading up to the end yeah yeah, I I can uh... and that may work with the finale maybe the finale is a two hour that would be perfect you know give us give us a big finale so anyway that being said uh, we have I'm on the wrong notes uh so we had yeah it was a very fun episode and and the opening scene kind of set the tone for it with the uh party that red's having at his house the party was awesome and i I know that guy and i was like glenn yeah all the people that have helped him out uh especially since he's formed his new the new red faction of uh informants and people that have helped him so some people we just haven't seen in a while uh, and this episode really kind of brought them all. We got to see Vante was there. Uh, Teddy the Torturer is there. Uh, Glenn was there kind of apologizing to Red in his best Glenn way he could. Yeah. And the only person that wasn't there was Dembe, who happened to be in Cuba digging up the body, which was supposedly Robert Vesco, and we learned was not. 
but yeah, uh, just a very nice chill scene. I mean, it all starts with Red in the kitchen, uh, you know, complaining about the, or or just giving orders. Yeah. Kind of hosting, being a good host, uh, keep the drinks full. Uh, it was very much a uh, National Treasure episode. Oh, yeah. It really uh, it, absolutely was. Right down to the Library of Congress. Would Red be able to walk into the Library of Congress having just escaped from prison, uh, so-called prison when they fixed that, and he's back high on the most wanted list? Would it Red is, be able to walk into that kind of building without being noticed? It is a restricted access building. Mm-hmm. Um, you do have to have certain credentials to get in. Um, so I you, couldn't go there? Uh, you Well, actually, you at this point in time in your life, you are actually an academic. So uh, because you were a student that would start paving the ways, but you couldn't just walk up and go, Hey, I want access. Like it's um, you have to have a reader identification card. Um, okay. And there's, there's a bunch of other things in there. Like there's, there's, yeah, you can't just get access. Right. So, so interesting that a guy who was just recently re-added to the FBI's most wanted list can just kind of walk and in there. A guy who's been in Nova Scotia. It, so those two, right? Like, and, so he doesn't. He doesn't have like U.S. credentials even. And at one point prior was on the most wanted list. Yeah. <laughs> uh, as they say that uh, this guy Vesco, uh, what was it? How did Cooper word it? Uh, that you know there've been two people in recent history that have you know really gotten the attention from the American government right. and that's Vesco and Reddington. Yeah. Which is a shame that we're only hearing about him now. It would have, I mean, it would have required some foresight to uh, kind of sprinkle his name around as we get up to this point, especially for a number n- uh, nine. You know, the, yeah. Those d- usually the, the single digits don't really come out of nowhere. I mean, to date our single digits have been uh, Mr. Kaplan, Tom Keen and Berlin. Uh, so four was that four, six, and seven? Four, seven, and eight. Four, seven, and eight. And yeah. then ten, and ten is Dembe. So you know we've only uh, of the top ten, uh, we've only had four, nine, right? and they were all characters that were kind of well established or or built up. Yeah, we knew there was no. Right. We knew Berlin was going to be a single digit because that was the big baddie of the first season. Yeah, he was built up uh, as such, but yeah, but we we had heard about him across episodes. It yeah. made sense that Kate is a uh, a single digit. It makes perfect sense. Tom Keen was a single digit. So yeah, absolutely. All right. Yeah, no, it was. Uh, it was. It was. There was some really. Yeah, the I agree. The uh, the the Ram and Navabi were kind of the only kind of things that went through the kind of the overall we, story arc. And I'll tell you, good for you, Aram. When when she was like, yeah. you know, I don't want any depression. I don't want any arguing. I don't. He's like, no, I'm not going to tell you that. You know, right? Good for you. <laughs> yeah, we really get a lot of building of the relationship in this episode. Uh, really spending a lot of time with them, especially since you know she has made mention at the end of last episode that she's leaving uh, the FBI. She's going to kind of go off and do her own thing, and she has her exit interview with Mossad, which she had to know what it was going to be. Uh, but you know she yeah she knew exactly what it was. She gets her polygraph and fails it, uh, and yeah. uh, which leads to and, and Levi's there, Oded Fair, who we've met a few times in one of our other uh, mummy connections. Another, another mummy connection, yeah. Uh, he uh, he 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 messes with Aram to get out of him because you know that's the thing only only Aram knows 
What's wrong with Navabi? He knew he knew a rum would know the truth. Um, yeah, he kind of played him. He knew was it was even gullible enough to to fall for it. So he probably knew she wasn't really pregnant, or if he did, after Aram's uh, reaction to the congratulations on the baby, you could tell he knew he was getting played by Navabi when she said well, that she was, was how he knew. Yeah, it was was. Um, he he needed to do that to get Aram's reaction. Then he realized Aram didn't know, and that was like, okay, that's what she's not telling me. Right. Uh, so that was she lied about that because she didn't want me to know about what Aram just told me. Because if if Aram had known, whatever uh, Aram had told him, it would have become less significant. Right. So it, it, you know, it's Spycraft one hundred and one. Maybe, be yeah, and Aram two. doesn't have a good poker face, so he was uh, clearly uh, it was it was all seen through there, and uh, that's where uh, you know, Levi gives him a card and says, "Hey, if anything happens, yeah, you need if you need to contact me, here you go." Yeah. And uh, you know, Aram just uh, and and he confronts Nabobi about being pregnant, which she admits was the lie that she told, uh, which is you know the, one of the reasons she failed her polygraph. Although, I mean, I don't. I can't read a polygraph, but they showed uh, the lines and they were all over the place anyway. So usually when I see polygraphs on TV and films, it's a pretty steady line unless the person's lying and then it gets a blip. This thing had, you know, this thing was wavy all over the place. So, uh, and, yeah, but her answers, as we know the character, were pretty honest up until that point. Yeah. The, the only thing she lied about was being pregnant. And yeah, they have that conversation. She tries to break it off with Aram, uh, kind of, you know, so he can have the life he deserves because she doesn't feel she can give it to him. And he circles back around and says, this is the life he wants. It's it's her. It's whatever yeah. future that, that comes she, with it is what he she wants. She had said, I never had a maternal instinct. I never wanted to have kids until I met you. Right. And now um, she doesn't. And that changed. And he said, well, I always did until I met you and you are really what I want. So he kind of. He played right. it right. He he played like the entire conversation or several conversations they had back at her. Uh, well played, Aram. Well yeah. played. Yeah. So uh, yeah, that I mean, the episode with them ends uh, with her, you know, trying to break it off with them, but uh, doesn't happen. She promises to give it a go, and they'll live. It was genuine. Yeah, yeah, they'll they'll live happily ever after, so to speak, as the way this yeah. episode rolls. Yeah. Uh, so from there. We have uh, all the other stuff going on, which is really just this uh, Spanish ship, the De La Cruz, was sunk. I didn't look up to see if this is a real thing or if this was made up for the show, Doesn't but matter. it was uh, well detailed and well laid out. Uh, very in you know finding all the clues and and piecing it all together, laid out to us exactly like like I said, like a national treasure movie. Uh, yep. yeah, just it was there in plain sight. It's amazing nobody found it sooner. Uh, <laughs> that that treasure, yes. treasure hunters have been hunting for years, and and what they pieced together really didn't sound that complex. Uh, so anyway, uh, yeah, red, red, uh, red though uh, works with uh, Vesco, uh, Stacy Keach there having some nice back and forth together, uh, and they are we got our bomb guy back from the Corsican episode, the German, yep. <laughs> The German, yeah, who, who completely freaks out and blows almost blows the plan so that Glenn's <laughs> got to improvise and create a distraction. 
I was dreamed to be a tenor. <laughs> yep. And then Glenn uh, creating a panic <laughs> by just walking out on stage screaming fire in a crowded theater. <laughs> yeah. And somehow gets away. <laughs> Is let go with that. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I, I know you can't say stuff like that, like on a plane or something like that, but uh, I, you know, it, it, there was some endangerment there and created <laughs> well, it was fire run for your life. <laughs> and nobody hesitated. Like everybody just got up and ran, which was kind of funny. Nobody thought, well, he, nobody he thought to take pause. There's a grease fire in the kitchen. Right. Um, he said there was something like, like the cast on the stage was gone. They, they were yeah. hoofing it out of there. So. Uh, yeah, and uh, they find uh, this gold buried uh, under the opera house. Yeah, and, and, and that's kind of our episode. <laughs> I mean, we have. Did, it, did, did you? Well, I called it from the beginning. This I wrote down. I took three pages of note, and I wrote down early. This is a long con. Vesco's gonna pl yeah play it. Yeah, absolutely. I I actually thought at the conversation at the end where it was like, "Hey, I'm gonna go for a walk," and then they said, "Hey, change of plans." I was like, oh, Red knows it's a long con. Right. And he's going to do an old switcheroo. Yep. Uh, that's what that's what I anticipated. And I'm like, he actually did con you, Red. Seriously. I'm I like, was going to say, and if they didn't show the ending scene of Vesco driving away with the bag of gold, which seemed like a little bag. Although the rest, I guess, was in the back of the truck because he was driving was the, truck. the truck. Yeah. Uh, that if they didn't show that scene of him driving away, I would have thought that Red did is was... Yeah, making it look like this guy stole it from me. Yeah, you know, and and playing it up uh, for Liz, who uh, was having a good right. old laugh with it, and took photos with uh, Red and Dembe uh, with egg on their face. I, I even <laughs> could have gotten away with it, except for even with him driving away, um, that Red conned him and put like a tracking device or something in with the gold. Right. Except for it showed the whole stealing the key type deal. They they show you how it that happens. was a, yep. that was enough, uh, and I I read the the oh you've already paid me back more than you would. I mean I read through that immediately. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah, it, yeah, I don't think it was a surprise that it was going that way, and the character was uh, developed enough that uh, he he could be he could circle back around. Yeah. Uh, in in who who knows in what way either that Red gets his revenge on him again, or if he uh, just doesn't. Uh, or needs him for something else. Yeah, it's uh, it, you know, he's got the gold, but he, there's actually not a whole lot he can do with it. Um, so it's uh, interesting. Laws in the United States is to actually own that much bullion gold. You actually have to have a license for it. So, so he's clearly gonna have to move it out of the country. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> he, he's got to do something with it, and it's not liquid. Um, and it will. It's like he can't just go to a pawn shop. He can't just go to somebody because somebody's gonna realize. This is a hunk of gold. If he's got this and he says he's got more. Right. Um, you know. Yeah. And he'll have to. Uh, yeah. It, it's one of those things that he's going to have to deal with it. You know, spread it out. You know, he can't just try to convert it or, or cash it in all in one spot. Uh, you know, it, it'll through through the underground channels. It'll it'll circulate and Red will find out that there's some guy moving yep. a lot of gold somewhere in, you know, whatever yep. country it may be. So. And. and for all we know, they might circle around back to it just as a throwaway at the end, you know, of Red getting his revenge and, and call it a day there. 
So, okay. Any, any other notes on this one? I mean, honestly, that's the episode. Yeah. Uh, wrestler's attitude of, I like this guy already. Um, I thought it was hysterical. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. He taught you how to, how to drink this early. Um, <laughs> let's see. He thought it was late. Okay. So, and I also had an issue with like, they get back to the FBI headquarters and then tell them, oh, yeah, we couldn't get Vassler or, or whatever the hell his name is. Vesco. Vesco, Vassler, wrestler. I was messing the two, mixing yeah. the two names. <laughs> uh, I'm like, you wouldn't have called like on the airport from Nova Scotia to tell them, hey, you know, we got burned. We're coming back. Oh, no, hell, you from, wait- the, from, the, from the curb where they watched Red yeah. drive away with them, they could have made that call. Yeah, yeah it was a little odd. Yeah, that- you got us again. Um, yeah. It, and, you know, I mean, it's a. Uh, several hour flight give your uh give the post office uh you know some time to start doing what they do you got to wait till you come back to to continue the case but it's just one of those things where time and distance doesn't matter in the show which they've been doing since season one and we've complained about um i also had an issue um i am quite sure the mossad would have known about her accident anyway and yeah. I am quite sure they would probably also have their own medical records on her anyway. So just a little bit of clumsy. They, somebody, they would have known all of that. They would have known she was in a coma. I mean, it's not yeah. like she was, you know, out for yeah. a couple of days. I mean, Aram was she, at her bedside for for weeks. For the way if it was. she had to get cleared to go back to work for the FBI, she had to get cleared to go back to work for the Mossad. Because right. she was only on loan, she, her paycheck was still actually coming from the Mossad. Yeah, surprising that yeah, surprising they didn't know that no, she was uh, she was without oxygen, unconscious for a period of time. Uh, that it was that much of a mystery because everybody else knew. It's just yeah. uh, everybody believed that she was fine. Uh, yeah. and, and and I think the Mossad would have been like, eh, we know about your medical records, um, you know, because that like, type of stuff actually like that type of privacy wouldn't necessarily apply. Um, so, and, uh, you know, TV intelligence agencies wouldn't let somebody who had the type of, uh, clearance that she had just walk away so easily. I don't think they would just what? bring her into a local office to do a quick polygraph and say, you're good. Oh yeah. Like the director's going to meet with her or something like that. Yeah. You know, this was other shows that have represented the Mossad, uh, you yeah. know, NCIS does it a lot. Uh, you know, they would have, uh, they would have had a lot more, um, they, they, they would have played that a little harder than just letting her say, oh, I'm quitting by the way. Oh, okay. You're good. Even though you know everything, you know, she was clearly dangerous to, yeah. to them. And the knowledge that she had was dangerous to, uh, to, to get out. Yep. Uh, what else? Oh, uh, uh, Glenn's comment of you just missed him. Loved it. I knew it was coming right as he was yeah. saying it. I'm like, oh, this is well done. He, he was waiting. He was looking. I almost thought he was trying to gesture at first to Liz, like, look over there, look over there. Uh, but he was just kind of waiting for the truck to move away. Just so we could just so we could say that. Because he was yeah. he was still on stage and he knew it. He was stuttering, <laughs> yep. I don't think uh, he ever yeah, gets off stage. I wrote Poop on Levi, um, Dream to be a Tenor, Broadway debut, Run for Your Lives. Yep. Uh, Nixon and Castro, that was a great story. We did have some, yeah, yeah, yeah. They did go into some of the backstory of Vesco. Uh, a little that bit. was kind of the beauty. It was if Vesco was the one telling the story, right. you know, which is you can kind of see where Red almost kind of got it from. Uh, yeah, it, 
it would have been fun to get more of them conversing so you could see the the character traits. Yeah. Moving from one to the other. Um, I would drown your cat. No, I wouldn't drown your cat, but I would definitely go after your toes. Um, you're not going to drown my cat. Yeah, you're right about that. <laughs> I'll definitely take your toes. Uh, yeah, okay. That's it. All right. Hey, we're not going to drag it. Yeah. it. This episode is what it is. So, uh, But if you have any thoughts on this episode. It was a good, great, fun episode. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah Let we, us know. Very lighthearted. Let us know what you thought. If you picked up anything in this episode, uh, you can, certainly you can email us at uh, blacklist at podcastderbia.com or uh, post things on Facebook or Twitter where we can get that. And uh, if you uh, get this show from Apple Podcasts, go ahead and uh, give us some stars and a review. Let us know what you think of the show. So that is going to do it for this episode. I'm Brian. He's Dave, and we'll see you all next time. Later, everybody.